All right. We are back, finally. It's Had a little uh, time off. Yeah, a little summer break. Had it went on the western swing. We uh, took a little break, but we're back. Nomex Effect. Uh, I'm Sean Langdon. J.R. Todd. Got a so, few things to talk about today. Yeah, we got a lot to catch up on. Uh, obviously, man, we left off before the swing, so we talk about the swing, western swing, Denver, Sonoma, Seattle, Brainerd. Indie test. A lot. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on. We've made a lot of runs since we've done a show. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to talk about. A lot of cool stuff. Obviously, this is an exciting time of the year. This is probably my favorite time of the year. Absolutely. Uh, coming into the, the countdown, um, going into Indy, obviously Indy, you know, the biggest race of, of the year for us and but then you get ready for the countdown, man. That's where, that's where you start seeing different emotions. You start seeing some people. You they you can look right through them because you can tell they're in the zone. And some people they got those bug eyes because they're scared out of their mind. Everybody's uh, not so friendly this time of year. It gets a little more intense. You start seeing some people. Uh, the pressure gets to them. Yeah, and we've 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 all seen that. We've all been in those positions. Absolutely. We've, um. But yeah, we've we've seen people, man. This is uh, this is kind of the time of the year where you start. Uh, you see some people thrive, and you see some people uh, don't thrive. I guess. Yep. Yeah. So, what was the last race we did a show at Denver? Yeah. Yeah. Then we went to uh, Sonoma and Seattle, which for me, the DHL team, we struggled really bad on the Western Swing. We, I feel like we finally. Kind of turned the corner a little bit there on uh, on Sunday in Seattle. We made a decent run. I think it went four zero something. But uh, just I don't know for whatever reason we we struggled really bad, and I was glad for the swing to be over. But uh, you know you uh, you went some rounds and helped yourself there in the in the top ten, and I think we raced Tasket their uh, first round in Seattle, which also helped. So hopefully that uh, that pays off come uh, this weekend. Yeah, man. Yeah, Tasca's. Tasca's knocking on our door. We uh, we had a huge matchup with Tasca first round in Brainerd, um, but yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, I mean the swing for our team, uh, we just we had a lot of changes changes uh, that we did uh, with the chassis, changes that we did with uh, the motor and the clutch, and you know you guys as well. We kind of uh, kind of hit hit a, a wall in a sense where. Um, kind of felt like we needed to really step it up and you know you've you've had a good year um but we you know we've kind of had our ups and downs throughout the year but i think uh making the changes we did we saw some huge progress um sonoma sonoma was on me sonoma lost to i lost to john force on a on a whole shot yeah but not really well, you know, not many people lose to John Forrest on a true hole shot. Yeah, uh, he got the win light regardless. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely the the staging dictates a lot of a lot of that. But regardless, they they still beat us, so um, it kind of put us in a tough spot. But yeah, so we went to Seattle, and um, Seattle, man, we really made some great runs. We had a lot of uh, really changed our car from like a sixth to eighth place car do you know where we're knocking on the top three top four top five um but we were making solid runs and and damn we just had a good race with courtney force uh lost by two ten thousandths 
Um, but those, man, those are the races that you, you really, um, you can kind of feed off of because you're close. You Absolutely. Know? So, so that's just a part of drag race. And those ones, I don't mind losing those close races. Those, those are losing seven thousands to John force that motivates you to be a little bit better. Then you lose by two ten thousands to Courtney force. And that just motivates you that much more to be a little bit better because we all know that there's still a little bit of room for improvement on, on the reaction times. Yeah, it definitely motivates you. But at the same time, like when it happens at that time, I think like I get more pissed losing that way, knowing that I could have done a better job. And then especially that person you race against, if they go on to the final or even win the race, like, damn it. Like, that could have been me. The shoulda, coulda, woulda exactly. Monday morning crew chief is uh, it's always easy in hindsight, I guess. Yep. But yeah, there's always situations how they play out, and um, but yeah, I mean it's good race, man. We really have a a good class this year. I feel. Uh, I think that there's the ten cars that make the countdown this year. I, I'm really gonna think that almost all 10 of them will probably have a chance at the championship. A lot of it's going to come down to the first couple races for the guys that are eight to 10, because you got to hit the ball rolling right out of the gate. You can't lose any ground to the guys in first or second, but I really think that, uh, this countdown is going to get fun. Yeah, I agree. And you know, we'll get to the Indy test later, but pretty much all the cars that are, uh, in the battle for uh for the championship and the battle for the top 10 we're all running out there and majority of i'd say 90 percent of the cars were all probably within 500s of each other absolutely and that's that's where it gets fun because i i really think that with our sport how it is as a driver and then for the crew chiefs i think a lot of it comes down to majority of it comes down to having a good car right right so i'm gonna say it's probably 70% crew chief to 30% driver. Now, of course, that everyone's going to have their own opinions on that, but I really think that when you get into those tight areas where you start separating the field, I mean, we we had that in, uh, what was it, Brainerd. I mean, the number, heck, it was like number 12 qualifier went 402. Yeah, Bra- Brainerd funny car was uh, like pro stock days of old it was crazy right but the cool thing about that is bringing the driver back into it because yes. a lot of it's going to come down to to the reaction time where a lot of the cars are all the same and for the driver being able to get a hundredth or two or even three off of the starting line that's going to take that 70 30 split make it maybe 60 40 or even close to 50 50 where it's going to make it being a driver matters Absolutely. I think that we're getting into the time of year where all that's going to come into play, especially here at Indy. I mean, everybody rises to the occasion for the big go, and then after that, the uh, the playoffs are on, and that's when everybody ups their their drive, and you'll see uh, who hasn't and who doesn't. Absolutely. We've seen it year after year. you got guys, they just step up at the right time, win the right races at the right time, and there's people that lose it the wrong races at the wrong time yeah and i feel like guys like you your team are definitely turning the corner at the right time i feel like both of us are both cars are performing pretty close to the same yeah, and, yeah. and you know depend on where you start in the countdown i mean you definitely stand a good shot the way you're running compared to uh the front running cars of you know courtney and and robert and caps and those guys i mean 
probably going to need some help along the way just starting at the bottom, but anything can happen, and uh, it's happened before, and that's the, the beauty of uh, the countdown. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what what year was that? Was that Robert that did that come from the, the 10 position? I think, so. yeah, ninth or 10th and, and one. Yeah, yeah, so it goes to show, man, it's, you know, I mean, like last year with Torrance, I mean, the guy won so many races, was dominant throughout the year, and then as as the the countdown kind of progressed on, stuff was happening and, and things were changing. You seen Brittany come in strong. They struggled throughout the whole year. Yep. But you know, having a guy like AJ in your corner. It seems like that's always the case every year. Like whatever team is out there dominating early in the year, it, for whatever reason, it seems like it never works out in the countdown. Because I think the year that uh that Robert won, wasn't that the year that Wilkerson was winning a bunch of races and mm-hmm. leading the points maybe up front and here comes Robert at the end of the year and comes out the champion. Yeah. And I remember one thing when I was racing with Alan, he he had said is uh, I can't, I can't remember the, the race or the year, but we were talking about the countdown and, and there was a car that was dominant. And, uh, and, and his theory on that is think about how many good cars there are out there. How many good drivers are out there? You're only going to win so many races throughout the year. That that's a fact. True. There, the days of guys winning 14, 15, 16, 17 races, it's just it's not it's not there anymore. It's too competitive. So you're only going to win so many races. So the law of averages says if you're going to go out there and you're winning a lot in the beginning of the year, it's going to be tough to do at the end of the year. Absolutely. But yeah, actually, uh, so I just looked it up. Yeah. So Brainerd qualifying it was actually Beckman was 14th. <laughs> yeah. Went 4029 at 317, and he qualified 14th. And then you had uh, Lindbergh and, and Pedregon, both at 408s, which obviously both of those cars are, are capable of running a lot quicker than that. Um, but one cool thing was Bob Bodie. Yep. Dude, he went 401. Yeah, he's getting, I think he got a car from Wilkerson. And I know Wilkerson's been helping him, and it definitely showed. Yeah, well, we had to run him first round, and that was definitely not a, a gimme by any means. He was a number nine qualifier. Yeah, number nine qualifier. That That was pretty awesome but i mean you look at courtney courtney's almost almost dominated all year had it one of the best cars but goes 402 qualifies 10th yeah like the last i can't remember how she qualified in seattle but brainer definitely did not have the dominant car yeah had to run jim campbell first round who went 401 Yeah, that's those are the fun races like you said all in all brainerd was a badass race from a fan's perspective i think just close racing you know not a lot of tire smoke and good times and uh you can't blame the track prep there by any means no brainer's an awesome track i mean not only do you just all around i mean from the time you roll into the gates because obviously party what a lot of people know and what a lot of people probably don't know is is the zoo there is badass man i it, wouldn't know because i didn't go this year you didn't go at all. Nope. Wow. I went I one a, night. I was a good boy. It's, Just ask Richie. <laughs> it it's a lot of fun, man. It's it's really cool because it's uh it's right there at the track. Um I mean hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of motorhomes and travel trailers and 
floats, whatever you want to call floats, them. people driving around in whatever they can make. Yeah, I, anything that has wheels with something that'll make them turn. Yeah, they put wheels on boats, canoes, things like that. It's pretty. Uh, they're pretty creative. You can tell that the winters are extra long up there. Oh yeah, but it, it's man, it's so cool. The uh, one thing that I think is awesome is when you get out of the car. And then you're towing up and you get your time slip and then you go to the scales. Yeah. And there's as many people standing there as there is in the stands. I mean, they're they're like 15 people deep. And they can't see anything down there except us scaling the car. Exactly. But the cool thing is, is, you know, we're able to throw out hats and T-shirts yeah. and, and uh, you know, go over there, sign a couple quick autographs as quick as we can before our car leaves us back at the scales. Um but the, see that that's the kind of cool stuff that I like. That it's that interactive. Me too. You know where where you're you don't really get that. That's the only place that you really get that. Yeah, they're yelling and screaming for you. you got air horns and you go past the stands and they're all you know yelling and screaming again. It's a it's a way cool race to interact with the fans. I wish that more races on tour were like that. Yeah, I've it, never been to Talladega, but I, I've heard you know it's a pretty big party. But I'd have to say that Brainerd is probably one of the biggest parties in all of motorsports. Absolutely, yeah. So it's it a great time. The facility's awesome. the 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 fans there are, are second to none. And uh, but the track surface, man. Oh, for what the for what the track goes through up there, like it's one of the best surfaces that we run on. Right, and I think you saw that with with the competition there. I mean, all the classes, all the classes were some really good racing yep. and and w- when we start talking about really good racing it's the opportunity for the driver to win on hole shots because yeah. you, you look at i mean you look at the semifinals and top field both i believe both of them were uh were they both hole shot wins yeah look at the final well yeah no they weren't i'm sorry uh what was it second yeah second round had uh second round had two that's what it was but yeah I mean, and then Billy, Billy Torrance. Yeah, Antron's what, 045, something like that on the tree. It makes a good run. Billy Torrance, 037. 90% of the time, you're coming home with a trophy. You put together something like that, and he gets beat on a whole shot. That's super comp racer, bud. Yeah. That's 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 how it goes in super comp, man. It, you, it, it's awesome. I, I love it. I'm it, it These kind of races like that, when you have a good track, gives all the cars an opportunity to make good runs, brings the driver back into the equation, gives the driver an opportunity to win on hole shots, um, make good runs. I mean, you know, Antron and semis goes 373. It's cool to see those numbers again. We like that. That's, yeah, we haven't seen that since the beginning of the year. That's just, This is how it should be. Uh, exactly. And it, it's cool. But it, it for me, it takes it from where I'm, I'm in the car and, I'm asking what the guys are running because right. I want to know. I'm curious. I'm becoming a fan again. Exactly. Want to know what everybody's running and how quick they're going, and because then it gets you to think like, well, how could can we go? Yeah, get they're in go- there and turn some knobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, so Brainer was cool. Obviously, every every year we have fun there. Um, it's a neat opportunity. But yeah, we came right out of that, and then bam, right into Indy Test. As soon as we get back Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, that's. I think this is that's why it's my favorite time of year because you get home from Brainerd on Monday, Tuesday, you're going back out to the track, getting ready to run on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And when you roll through the gates at Indy for Indy Test, you know it's the best time of the year. Yeah. Because you're getting your stuff ready, not just for the U.S. Nationals, but for the countdown, for the long haul. 
I mean, what we did at, at Indy Test, yeah, it's probably going to help for this weekend, but the track is going to be completely different than what we ran on last week. It was a lot cooler. It's probably going to be 10 degrees warmer this weekend at least than it was last week when we ran, and the track was really good. You're going to have more cars running on it this week, so the track might not be as good either, but I think the information that we learned at Coletta's is definitely going to help us because uh, our cars were making some really good runs, especially in the heat. Yeah, we we did. Um, we yeah, we were able to go. We were running some mid mid high three nineties on on a yeah. pretty dang hot track, which it, is cool. It had me pumped up. <sighs> me too, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it, it was the the indie test. I mean, it you know it showed um, that there's potential there. So uh, I mean, what was low and funny car three eighty eight? I believe eighty eight. I think that was first thing in the morning, which. The morning is probably better than the night run there. Like that's your real hero run at ten in the morning. Yeah, because the the track is is fresh. Uh, you know, just just uh, they went out there and, and prepped it all. Um, but I definitely think that uh, you know the Friday night session is going to be the good one. The Friday night session for the the top fuel and funny car class is probably going to separate you know the top six, maybe eight on if you can make a good run uh friday night because i think the saturday and sunday test or uh, qualifying runs those are going to be in the middle of the day or the afternoon yeah we used to get two night runs and this year they moved up the saturday session and weather could be a little iffy on saturday and sunday so that friday night run could be really important exactly so that's that was a good thing about the test session is to get a little bit of information on the track um you know for our cars with some some of the changes we've been making, which we saw some great progress, which was, you know, a huge huge uh, momentum boost for for both of our teams. Yeah. You know, I we seen a little twinkle in our crew chief's yeah. eyes after after testing, which was cool. Yeah, I've been in kind of a pissy mood the last two months, not just because of the way the cars run, just not going rounds and qualifying at the bottom, just not it kind of beats on your confidence as well. I mean, you're not hitting the tree like you should. And like you go out there and testing and car runs good and you smack the tree. You're like, all right, here we go. We're going into Indy at the right time of the year, running good. Like hopefully we're back. Still have a chance to win seven races this year. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'll take winning four races. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you can win four races, it's you're saying something. It's like I said, competition, competition is just that tough like yeah and like these guys they did it in 2015 didn't win a race all year then once the countdown started like it's like they flipped the switch went out there and won four races right right yeah exactly and that's another cool thing about going right into the countdown is kind of watching the 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 battle for 10th place (laughs) yeah it's uh I've been there in top fuel. Like it will wear on your nerves. I know that. Like it's one of the hard. I mean, it's the the nerves that you go through in that uh, of making the top ten is is about equivalent to winning the championship, like racing for it. Because I believe that because it's it's like those do or die moments where this can this will make or break your whole year. Um, but you look at like what the the points are in in. Uh, in top fuel with Palmer Salinas and, and, uh, and Richie Crampton, it's there. What are they separated? Nine points. Yeah. And what Richie's two points back from Salinas, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So actually, we have Palmer at seven hundred one, Salinas at six ninety four, and Crampton at six ninety two. And kind of the interesting thing that we talked about earlier is when you get that close in the points, other factors start to come into play because you right. can you can lose points from hitting the wall, you can lose points from crossing the center line, you can lose points from oil downs. Yeah, the <laughs> it's a pressure pack. Situation. So, yeah, and and you're talking when you're separated by nine points and you start rolling down and it's 15 plus points. One one bad run of, of an engine failure or a part failure can knock you out of the top 10. Right. I, I want to say there's a situation with uh, Vandergriff's team a couple years ago. I think like they were right on the bubble with uh, when Conley was driving. And I can't remember if like qualifying, they got qualified good on Friday or something like that. Then they were going out there and not running it all the way to the end, not risking blowing the thing up. Correct. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I believe that was the last year that, that Connolly drove for them. I, yeah, I remember that. But so you start looking at with Indy being points and a half. So separated by nine points, typically around 20 points. Now it's 30. Yeah. So we were kind of, it's kind of little, uh, funny thing we were talking about was uh Richie even though he's behind in that situation he's a little bit in the driver's seat just because of the fact if Palmer or Salinas happened to oil it down they would fall they would fall out of the top 10 right just based off of that now if Richie were to oil it down he being 9 points behind losing the 15 for the oil down He's, he'd be 24 points behind. So he'd still fall. Yeah, he's still within a round. Correct. So he still has to go one more round than these guys. Um, now, obviously, he has a little bit of wiggle room on Salinas being two points behind that he could potentially make that up in bonus points. But there again, weather could be a big factor on that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you could get it, you know, bonus points. And then where you end up in qualifying, you might get some bonus points out of that as well. So hopefully, Richie, go out there and make some good runs, get qualified in the top half Friday. Then, well, they're they're trying. They're out there testing in Norwalk as we speak. Are we supposed to say that? No, <laughs> but we can. <laughs> yeah. So if you're around Norwalk, maybe you can go watch them. It's a private test, maybe. But yeah, w- was get... I not supposed to say that? I don't know. It's too late now. Well, I don't not... think you're giving away any secrets. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not telling all the speed secrets of what they're doing. Yeah, what they're trying. Maybe they went 368 at 334. Maybe. In the heat. In the heat. (laughs) You guys don't know. But no, they'll get it figured out. I got faith in them. Yeah, no, it's, like I said, it's it's the time of the year where it it makes it fun. And I mean, yeah, I mean, having the points and a half, they have it two races. They have it in Indy, and then they have it in Pomona, two most crucial times of the year. Yep. Race for the championship and trying to get into the the championship. Yep. And uh, one positive about all that drama and being on the bubble, all that, you're going to get some TV time. Well, it's about damn time. Right. And damn he, been shunned about all year long. Right. And he's uh, Richie's debuting a new sponsor in Craftsman Tools, so he has to get some TV time. Yeah. Or else somebody's going to be in trouble. Well, that's a whole different story. But just saying, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, uh, I, th- I think that a lot of times when you, when you're on that, that little bubble spot, yeah, they they got to show you. 
people, yeah, it's dramatic. That's what the TV is all about. They want to pump it up as much as they can. Like, ooh, are you going to buckle under the pressure? Blah blah blah. I'm going to start. I'm going to start giving Bill Belichick interviews. You should. I'm here to win. I'm here to win. <laughs> That's it. One word answers. You guys shunned me all year long. Now you want to do some interviews. Yeah, you get an interview after you win first round. Say who you got next round. Wilkerson's next. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be good. Or you can just go crazy, go like Conor McGregor on him. Don't go that far. <laughs> he, went to, he went to jail. We're not going to throw <laughs> We're not gonna throw any chairs at buses or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, it's not good. Can't can't throw things. Can't can't show that emotion. It, they want you to, but they don't want you to. Yeah, and it's hard not to sometimes. Like the the hardest thing is is when you're racing and these moments that these are your defining moments in your career, and you have so many emotions going through your your mind, and your body, and the adrenaline going through, and then it's like you get out of the car and. In those in certain situations, when you're, you've worked all year to get in a situation and and you don't happen to get through it and you and you lose, it's hard to sometimes it's hard to control those emotions and it's in time as you start to learn, you kind of can hold yourself back a little bit more. But man, there's some times where you, whatever you're holding in your hand, you just want to throw it. Yeah, but I'm... it's it, it's hard to just. Sometimes it's better, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Just go in your tow vehicle. That That is the hardest part, like you just said. When something like that happens and then they want to stick a microphone in your face and you don't like the question, it's like... Uh, yeah, a, give, a lot just, of, a just lot of it, it... Just give a good answer, even though it's probably not what you really want to say. Yeah, that's just where you go straight corporate on it. <laughs> I like to thank my sponsors. Right. You could leave it at that. Maybe maybe that'll be like the Belichick answer. I just that, or you could go uh, beast mode. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yes. <laughs> you know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. <laughs> Skittles, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe a 10k fine will be 15k. Are they up in the fines for the countdown? If you what up- is it that changes in the countdown? Is it the f- there's no points anymore, right? You just get fined for oil downs. Yeah, once you get into the countdown, right? Yeah, so they they take away the oil down uh, points, which I think is good because you would hate to lose the countdown, say on the last run of the year, because you might have put a drop of oil on the track. Well, yeah, I mean, in in a a perfect situation, imagine if you win the championship technically in the semifinals and then you go up there for the final round. Yeah. You give it back and you, yeah, you go down there and, and a part part failure. I mean, we've all seen it like a 10 cent part failure and something blows up and you oil it down and then you lose a championship off of that. So yeah, I think, uh, I, I think that, that taking that, that was a very good decision taking that away. That way you can allow the guys to race in the countdown. Obviously, all of the teams were all in the same page as far as we all don't want to oil the track down. Right, we don't. Yeah, no one's trying to. Yeah, I mean, but when you, hey, when you're running these things hard, eleven thousand horsepower nitro methane, anything's going to happen. Anything. Sure. Can. So, 
but yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's structured pretty good right now. I think it, it, at six races, it gives you enough of an opportunity that if you get hot, you can come from the 10th place position, still have a chance at the championship. Um, but I, I like how, how they do have a playoffs system because I, I don't think it, it's really that fun when somebody clinches it by Indy. What no, do you that's do? boring. If you're a fan, why would you, what, what would keep your interest then? Right. So I think, you know, for me, with as much travel as we do, I don't get an opportunity to watch a lot of basketball or a lot of hockey or, you know, baseball is obviously pretty drawn out. But when the playoffs come, I'm watching every playoff game. Yeah, when October comes, you're watching baseball. Absolutely. So you you want to you want to see all those moments. You want to see all these guys, just how badass they are in those certain situations. Yeah, Bobby Bennett has a good point. You know, we get fined for oil downs and what have you, which we just talked about. They take away the point or they drop the points fines during the countdown. But I wish they would bring the record points back because. 100%. If if you're, say, around two rounds back and you're going for it at the end of the year, well, you know what? You're going to throw down as hard as you can and try and go for the record, are you not? Well, you look at it. I mean, what is the the all-time best run, the run? One That's of the, what won the championship. One of the best moments ever in they, drag and racing. They, and they keep showing that every year. But, but that, that, that can never happen again. Yeah, they. I, I believe bringing the record back, giving an opportunity. I mean, that was a perfect situation. You you not only have to break the record, but you have your one percent rule. So you basically have don't go too quick. Correct. You have the don't go too quick scenario. So I guess basically you're in a scenario where you have like a a forty four thousandths window, right? That you have to be in, right? And you have to break the record, be within this forty four thousandths of a second. In order to get the championship and win the round. Yeah. And it happened. And the number one most badass moment ever in the history of the sport, but not having that record takes those opportunities away. Yep. Yeah. I I remember numerous times guys running quicker than the record, but they went too quick. They couldn't back it up. So you drag it up there and try again. Try it again. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like here's another question. Can you break the record with no track prep? more difficult put it that way a lot more difficult but places like pomona if the conditions are right i'm saying yes yeah but now now look at look at the other side of things um because okay if we did have the record the opportunity to get points for the record but look at dragster three i mean 360 362 with yeah or uh with clay milliken's run i mean that was that's a killer run and is there an opportunity to do that with the track prep as it is right now? Well, that's going to be pretty tough. Um, right. I mean, you look at Brainerd. Brainerd's one of the the best tracks out there. And we made some good run. I mean, Dragsters went 373. But I do believe if the prep was back where it was at. Oh, they had been in the 60s, I'm sure. For sure. Yeah. So you, you lose a little bit. Um, now with the funny cars, with the header rule change. I don't know if we'll be able to. What's the record right now? Is it three seventy nine, three eighty? I know that someone's been seventy nine, right? Didn't Hagen go seventy nine? Height or Robert? One of them. Yeah, somebody went seventy nine, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, we're not even going eighties yet, but I think as the year goes on, you'll see high eighties, 
to where once again, if the track prep was aired, they'd probably run a little quicker. Yeah. I mean, I, I think for the funny car record to get broken, you'd have to allow the, the headers to go back to where they were. Yeah, probably so. Or, you know, maybe maybe in a couple of years they get some things a little more fine-tuned to, to have an opportunity. But that's that's a pretty quick run. I, and it, with the, the, the headers now, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that, which, do funny cars need to go that quick? No, but I think that mid-380s is good race, and fans would like to see that again. And if we get yeah. close to 330, like, that's okay as well. Yeah. Which, I think Courtney went 327 in testing, 328, something yeah. like that. So, so they're there if the conditions allow it. Right. Yeah, I mean, you look at uh, going to the countdown, Reading depending on weather, but Reading has an opportunity to be really fast. Right. Um, you know, Pomona can be very fast. It seems like Pomona is always fast no matter what the weather's like. Yeah. Even yeah. when it's somewhat warm out, you get that night run, it's still good there. Mm-hmm. Even when it's warm out, it's good there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's... But, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, Dallas, Dallas would be kind of tough. Dallas is always tricky especially when it gets hot. We've seen in years past where it gets to be one lane and that's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that'll get fixed. Yeah. Now yeah. What, what other one we got? We got Charlotte, St. Louis, St. Louis. Yeah. St. Louis, St. Louis can be fast. It can be. Charlotte yeah. can be if it's cool. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think we're gonna have some, I think it's going to be some good racing, man. I just want to see years down the road that we go to Richmond in the countdown. That's where you could set a record. Dude, Richmond's fast. Yeah. I mean, it's good air, and it's a smooth track. Yep. Yeah. That, that'll be fun. That, that would be really cool. But yeah, they don't they don't really have any changes next year in the schedule, right? They just switch some races around. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think we go to Richmond earlier in the year now, right? What? Yeah, I mean, it could happen. Might be cool. Right. Topeka got switched around. There's a few races that got flopped around there. It's funny, uh, Bobby was on here talking about us, giving one-word answers and him getting mad. He called me the other day for a story, and we were talking about the Nomex effect and why we do it and what we want to do. I told him that next year we're applying for media credentials, for one, so we can get good parking at these races. Yeah, media gets great parking. Better than any racer. Yeah. Like, I mean, right behind the tower. Yeah. At most races. Typically, my red key, I park with the fans. And you get in fights with them. That was just one time. It wasn't really a fight. Just some some guy got a little chirpy. So, yeah, I told him that. And then, like, we're going to go to the tower and interview drivers on their number one qualifiers or when they win races. Maybe we'll even interview the media. Yeah, we're here to interview you. Yeah. We're racers trying to do your job. So let's <laughs> ask you some questions. <laughs> we have great questions. Because there's a lot we got, of... We got outside the box thinking compared to the media, vice versa, right? Like, they might tell us how to drive a car. Well, because the biggest thing that we pick up on is there's... A lot of times in interviews, there's a lot of fluff, right? That's so, what we talked about. So, when there's a lot of fluff in these interviews, racers pick up on the racer fluff. Oh, yeah. So, when we, when we hear the racer fluff, we want to ask about it. Yeah. Let's go back to that question you just dodged right there. Yeah. And... You uh, talked about this. Well, that's not correct because yes, 
Yes, there's definitely a lot of fluff when it comes to that. Like they act like they know what they're talking about, but not really. So could you elaborate on that for us? (laughs) Yeah, right. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. No, we're not saying, Bobby, you're not a fluff. We're just saying that some drivers give fluffed up interviews and 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 they kind of beat around the bush a little bit. Maybe if we get our media credentials, like say Top Fuel's running and we've already run or we're behind them, we could get some of those vests and be on the start line taking pictures and all that. Yeah, because sometimes we get kicked off the starting line. Yep. I've I've been... Dude, uh, media is like here. <laughs> the rest of the racing is here. So I think we have a longer future in the sport oh, being media this, than we yeah, do Yeah, like this is probably like our retirement plan here. Yes, exactly. I hope this has a good 401k plan. Oh, we got to work on that. So yeah, Bobby, we're coming for you. I mean, we won't have, you know, obviously he writes better stories than us, but. Yeah, I mean, we're not really into writing stories. We're just telling, like, telling the story. Yeah, we'll tell the story. We don't write them. Right. Maybe someday we'll have a writer. We'll see. (laughs) Speaking of Nomex Effect, like, we got some cool things coming up, I think. I finally figured out how to call people during our show so we can start interviewing people. Dude, that's awesome. That could be bad. Yes. No, that's great. I think that's. That's exactly what we need. We need to start. We need to start asking. You know, one thing I want to ask Ron Caps: What did Jim Head say to you? Yes, maybe we'll get Caps on this weekend because I, I feel like we're going to do more than one show this week. Buck and Jano are ha- they're staying here at the studio this weekend, dude, which is also my house. That's so awesome. We could get them on the show because we have two more microphones. Maybe if I bring like a pillow and a sleeping bag, I can. We can have like a sleepover. Yeah, I mean, Nikki's bed's big enough for two over there. He's on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we could probably do that. Maybe we'll drag all this stuff out to the track one day and do some stuff out there as well. Or, that... or drag some people over here and knock some stuff out. Yeah, so that'd be cool. So we can maybe do it at the track, get some drivers to come over. I know Caps has been wanting to come on for a while. Yeah, Caps always has Caps always has something to say, but it's always he he like tiptoes. Yes, Caps is very good. Yeah, Caps is very good. But Caps, I, I like I like listening to what Caps says because he he does it in a very professional way. Correct. Where it's like he gets I'll, his point across, but I'm not going to get in trouble for it. Right. So I think we can get we can get a lot of good stuff out of Caps. Caps Caps has a lot of good stories too. My goal is I want to get Snake on here because he's going to be out there, dude. Snake. Yeah. That'd be a, yeah, that'd be a great one. He'd, you be, think on, he'd, he'd be on my ass about telling me I need to shave again, though. Yeah, we're not we're not going to shave. Our it's, logo has a beard. We can't shave. No, it's it's the countdown. You don't not have a beard Correct. for the countdown. He said I look like I'm going out to rob a liquor store with this beard. I feel <laughs> I feel like every driver should have a beard. So maybe except what, females. Well, maybe what we should do. Is go around to the trailers and put beards on them. Ooh. I like that idea. I feel like every driver needs to have a beard. Yeah. A few years ago, when I really couldn't grow a beard. I started one for the countdown, and I think it worked pretty well that year. Yeah. I didn't win the championship, but we did well, so I like it. And I shaved, like, at Seattle, my face is real pale from where I have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not Got sh- tan lines. I'm not shaving it. But yeah, yeah I, I think it'd be cool to uh, get some people on here and interview them and talk some smack, whatever. Yeah, so maybe we need to get 
we should get to, like who do you guys want us to interview? Yeah, there you go. Who do you want, and what do you want us to ask? Ask them, and we'll consider it. We'll consider it. There's some people we probably certain won't. people will never be on this show. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so send in who you guys want us to interview. What questions do you want us to ask them? And we'll do it. We'll ask them. Buck's going to be on the show. Buck will be on here, maybe more than once. We could get yeah, Lumberg. Oh, we get Lumberg on here. He works out at Pit Fit now. Yeah. Oh, big buff man. <laughs> yeah, we don't call him Lumberg anymore because John Force called him Lumberg in the beginning of the year. So now we just call him Lumberg, like on Office Space. Hell, Lumberg did it. <laughs> Wilkerson, yeah, Wilkerson would be an awesome one. Wilkerson, Wilkerson's just one of those dudes that is just cool all the time. Yeah, you can't not like him. Yeah, just the nicest guy ever. He's always smiling. He's always having a good time. His car's always running good. He yeah, d- he's one of those guys that owns it, tunes it, drives it. Yep. One man band. Yep. Cruz Pedragon. Yeah, we still need to do the debate with Cruz Pedragon. I don't even want to talk about he it. He had a show that he was going to talk some stuff. We still haven't heard nothing from Cruz. I've talked, well, we talked to Cruz at the racetrack, but. Yeah. I mean, but we wanted to have a debate with Cruz about a lot of some things that he disagreed with that we said on the show that was so long ago i don't even remember yeah i don't i don't i don't know well but yeah we'll be at the track so i mean we got the opportunity we got the opportunity about grab almost anybody hell maybe we can maybe we get the rad man on here dude we get the, the rad man yeah his stories are epic they are but the funny thing is is so like that picture that i posted uh on my social media, with the know. referee. Yeah, he so he had like the referee, and and he's out of the car yelling at the starter with his helmet in hand. I asked him about it, and he said he didn't remember. That's pretty rare. But what I was told it was 1986 in Bristol, and that he had a little disagreement with the starter. The starter told him to shut the car off because it was leaking oil, and so he had a disagreement on. That he didn't think he needed to shut it off. I think I've heard this story. So so he got out and chewed chewed the starter's ass, and <laughs> and Scott was over there yeah. on the other side of the car. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard that story. <laughs> Somebody said Al Sagrini. He'd be a good one. I think he's going to be here this weekend. He's always fun to talk to. Yeah, we can get some legends on here. We can get some current drivers on here. Maybe we could get the NHRA president on here. Oh, POTUS. We got POTUS. <laughs> He asked about the show in Brainerd. Yes, yes. Like, he kind of set himself up. He's like, hey, is everything good? Do you need anything? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Glenn. <laughs> How much time you got, Glenn? Nah, but nah, Glenn? It'd be cool to have him on here. He's a good guy. We Glenn's like awesome. A hard time. Yeah, we, we like to give him a hard time just because he's POTUS. But Glenn does a, he does a dang good job. And the cool thing I like about Glenn is he's he's – he started from the bottom, worked his way up. He's he's uh, very catering to all of the classes. It's not just the pros, right. whatever. He's he he considers and he cares about the sportsman guys, and he wants to make the whole thing a, a a group effort, but continue to make this thing better. Yep, for sure. I I think he definitely has a plan in place and the right mind. He's open minded, so 100%. it's going to take some time. Yeah, but I th- I think for for what he's doing, man, he's uh he's he's doing a, a good job. So Glenn, yeah. All right, now now okay. So we just did our fluffer interview. So now 
Glenn, you got to come on the show. Come on, man. <laughs> it seems like it wasn't that long ago. Like, I remember Glenn working, like, driver intro and all that kind of stuff and post-race, all that kind of stuff. The stuff you see uh, Evan doing. Yeah. So does that mean Evan someday is going to be POTUS? Oh, dude, speaking of Evan, so we had the, the driver intro song deal. Yeah, I was a little disappointed when we were up there for that, though. Why? Because, like... I heard my song start, but you couldn't really tell what it was. Like, you need to play, like, the actual song, not just the intro. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think everybody kind of has their own own song, but you have that certain, like, 10 seconds of the song that just kind of clicks to you and, like, yeah. where you think the song's badass. Right. Everybody else probably like, what the so, hell is this? So, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sure probably a lot of people thought that about mine because I, I played D-Generation X uh their music from WWE, so I'm sure there's some people that recognize it that came over and were like, yeah, that was badass, but probably not a lot of people knew what it was. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Just, I don't know, it needs some fine-tuning, though. Yeah, but I think it's it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something different. I mean, it, it, it's definitely not a bulletproof, but I, I definitely think it, it brings a different element. I mean, it was very fitting for the, the Brainerd Oh, yeah, that's crowd. definitely the right place for it. I, somehow we need to work it into driver intros, I think. Yeah, that, that's actually – that's a great idea right there. Because it only – if it only plays for 10 seconds or whatever, then move driver intros up by like 10 minutes. The, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, be on time, the first thing. But, yeah. but, but yeah, Force is the, – the funniest one, like when I'm sitting there, and the funniest one was they announced John Force, and then it goes to you can take this job and shove it. That's pretty funny. That's clever. I like that. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't literally mean it, obviously. Right. The dude's going to be in it's a race car. It's fitting for him. It, but it's very fitting. I, that was a good one. I, I was like. expecting Elvis or something like that from him, but that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to we got, we got to come up some with something a little bit more clever next time. Oh, I got some clever things in mind. People are going to be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm just going to have to like tell Evan, like, Play it at this time and this time. Just give, yeah, give them the running time. Like right. here, we got five to ten seconds. Play that. Yeah. I mean, if we do it again for Indy, like I'm gonna pick something that gets you fired up. But after that, like I got some good things in mind. I wonder. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think they're gonna do it for Indy because they haven't. Yeah, I figured they would ask by now. They would have asked. Yeah, because they were asking a couple weeks in advance for the Brainerd one. Evan, step it up. Let's go. But yeah, back to uh, Nomex Effect. We have our fantasy set up on there now. Yeah. So you go to nomexeffect.com. As soon as you log on there, you'll see it. Go on there and make your fantasy picks. Uh, it'll be up there today. Make your picks for Indy. And there's a deadline by when you have to have them in by. And it's pretty self-explanatory. And winner gets a t-shirt or a hat. Their choice. Yep. So all you got to do, you got to pick a winner and a runner-up. You get points based off of if you pick the winner correctly. You get points based off of if you pick the runner-up correctly. Uh, what do we have? Top Fuel, Funny Car. Pro Stock. Pro Stock. And then you, uh, the tiebreaker is going to be the... Uh, reaction Time. Winning Reaction Time and Top Fuel. Yeah, um, yeah and this is going to be every race from here on out because our, our guy Alton that does our website, I think he's going to go through and look at... Uh, the entry list of every race and make sure that the right drivers are in there each week. Dude, Alton's man. He is. He's on it. Man, he's yeah, he's constantly keeping us. I mean, he's doing things like and he what do you think about this? Dude, 
Great yeah, job. Like, I'm pretty pumped about the fantasy thing. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so give give uh, give everybody an opportunity. Log in, win some free Nomex Effect gear. Um, but I mean, you know, kind of bring a little bit a uh, little bit different uh, element to the the countdown. You guys can uh, pick your favorite driver. Heck, pick a driver you don't like for all we care. Pick who you think is going to win. Yeah, just pick who you think is going to win. Yeah, you don't have to pick us. Trust me. But Although we're going to start cool winning, so... Yeah, we are. Yep. It's also, coming. Also on the website, we got a link to uh, our guy Torch, his website for uh, Torch Eyewear. Dude, we got some sweet glasses from Torch. Yeah. These aren't just like... Got some Kennedys right here. Run-of-the-mill shades either. Like Torch, you know, I know he hired a guy from uh, that worked for Oakley, and he's uh, he's got it going on. He's got some new frames coming out, different colors and what have you, and... Our boy Brandon Bernstein, he's a dealer now here in Brownsburg. You got Brandon working. That's right. He said uh, if you want to reach out to him, BrandonBernstein11 at yahoo.com. Or if you're in Indy, he actually has a display case full of different glasses that you can actually go over there and try them on and all that good stuff and, and buy them from him over at uh, AJ's shop, which is right next to Simpson in uh, John Force's building. Yeah, so there you go. Come to the Indy race. That's right. You can go over and meet the Brandon Bernstein. The Brandon Bernstein. You can buy some sunglasses. Go check out the shop maybe. Maybe you'll get, I mean, I'm not going to promise nothing, but maybe you'll give you a little shop tour. Yeah, maybe. You can see if you'd spend a few million dollars, you could be out there racing again. All the equipment sitting there, I'm sure. Exactly. Or a few million dollars, got your name on the side of a car. Yeah. Have all the sunglasses you want then. Or if you just want to go the cheap route, just buy a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> That's the route I go. Yeah, me too. That, that's about all I can afford. Yeah, man. So uh, let's talk about Indy. Dude, I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped at all the, I want to say old timers, the legends that are coming. So who all is coming? We got Don Perdome. I think Garlitz. Garlitz. Uh, Ace. I'm pretty sure. The King. Oh, there you go. The King never comes any races. He came to Denver on saturday only because he lives in colorado in the summertime okay. so he's coming out here to see uh brandon and his family he's got grandkids now so it'll be cool to see all those guys out there yeah that that's all i i saw him actually briefly uh in denver just passing by but yeah it's always cool kind of brings you back to like your childhood a little bit yeah when you go out to the race and these are the guys that you grew up idolizing and grew up getting their autographs and you kind of, I don't know, for me at least, I, I still do get a little starstruck when I walk by these guys like, oh, man. I do for sure. And then like Kenny Bernstein, they come up and like they come up and say hey to you or, you know, tell you they're watching you or that you're doing a good job. Like that to me is the ultimate compliment when guys like that tell you that. Yeah, it was really cool. In Sonoma, uh, Ed McCulloch was out there. I got to talk to Ace for a little while. So The original badass. Oh. And it was, it, it was awesome for me. I mean, he was just asking me questions about, you know, the, the – me making the change to a funny car and and uh so i was able to talk to him about some of the things i enjoyed about it some of the things i didn't some of the things i struggled on and right and he was giving me you know feedback and information of just different things and i'm like man that's that's pretty cool yeah absolutely i'll never forget when i worked at gilbertson's with uh with nikki that it was right around the time ace left snakes so he wasn't working and nikki like actually somehow convinced him to come there and work for a few races i'm like 
holy shit, Ace is working at Gilbertson's. Like, I thought that was the most awesome thing ever. I was just some dumbass crew guy, like, starstruck for there for a few races. <laughs> and then, you know, got to know him, and now I'll talk to him whenever he comes to the races. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be cool. So we got, yeah, we got some legends out there. We got a big race. Big race. Still don't have a shootout, though. Dude, why? I don't know. It's not that much money. Man, just give us a little bit. I don't even care if we don't have money at this point. Just let's go out there and race eight cars. Yeah, but it's only, I mean, well, we say only. Like, I mean, it's a lot of money. But in NHRA term, it's only $100,000. You're telling me that in nowhere in your company, in your cash safe, down in your vault. Dude, that vault is probably bigger than my house. You don't have $100,000. Yeah, just dig out like five hundred. Just come on, man. Five hundred and let both classes put go that, at it for two fifty. Get that cash out. Put it in a clear briefcase. Come on, POTUS. We need that cash, man. We gotta keep this keep the sport running. Yeah, we need some bonus money. No kidding. Uh, but yeah, oh uh, Luke. What is Luke's title that works for Coletta Motorsports? Well, obviously not much because he's watching us right now when he should be working. Correct. So, I don't know what... Come on, Luke. I don't know what his title would be, but give Cody a shout-out. That's something I completely forgot about. Our boy Cody, Cody is leaving us. Yeah, that that sucks. Cody Cody's awesome, man. Cody uh, does all of does everything, man. I mean, he, during the week, sets our schedules. Uh, I mean... He's almost like a personal assistant. Dude, He but he, do, he does a phenomenal job. And then when we're at the racetrack, keeps everything rolling. What sponsors are here... What the names are, who do we need to go talk to, who do we need to, uh, everything that we got to do from top to bottom, from the time we get there to the time we leave, and and um, yeah, so he this is gonna be his last race. Sucks. Yeah, man. But but on a positive note, we got another good guy coming to replace him. Yeah. So we're um, yeah we're, we're we'll be fine, but you know we're gonna miss Cody, man. He he did he he's kind of one of those guys that do does a lot that doesn't get credit for everything. Yeah. And I mean, you, you go on a job description of what all do you do? It's just a lot of things that you can't really, uh, a lot of things kind of under the radar that he, that he did. So yeah, it's a bummer, but you know, we're, we're happy for him. He's got a, he's got a new opportunity. So yeah. Wish him the best. Yeah. The West Buck is getting dude. West Buck's on our show. He's getting me fired up here. He says that we need to come race his pro mod deal in Denver for a hundred K and buy pro mods. How about, Better yet, Wes, you just find us rides for that race. We don't want to buy pro mods. We just want to run them that one time. Uh, Wes, dude, I just bought another super comp car today. You, sh- <laughs> you should have told me this. I might have had the, now I'm for sure out of money. I want to run that race and I want to run some of Duck's races in a radial car. Yeah, dude, that'd be, that'd be cool. I that see, that's cool. Like, yeah, we didn't go to Wes's. I wanted to go to Wes's race this year. I, I wasn't able to go. But, dude, 100K. Yeah. And my man, Big Mike Beely, almost won it the way it sounds. Like, he's got it going on. Yeah, the, the, the Pro Mod races, Ducks races, Wes's race, they got some cool stuff going on, man. Yeah, like, they're entertaining. Yeah. Not that our stuff isn't. Just They're just like a different element. Wes, get us some rides, man. Yeah. Put we're some, just put some feelers out, man. We're just some broke drag racers looking for a ride. 
He's trying to make some spare change on the side. Dude, yeah, but see, the funny thing is, is like, well, you've driven a Pro Mod. Dude, they're awesome. Yeah, see, I've never even sat in one. I'd be completely out of my element, but I feel like you do a good job. Honestly, like, I was so scared the first time I got in it, which wasn't even in the country. It was in Qatar. Because all these guys, like Frankie Taylor and whoever else, were like, oh, man, you've never driven one of these things. Like, you don't know what you're getting into. Well, I'm like, holy shit. Like, now I'm kind of scared. Right. So you get in it, and, like, they got to kind of babied up a little bit. I'm like, all right, Flynn, take the training wheels off. Like, let's go. Like, you get in there, like, I feel like you drive it like a dragster, you know? Like, don't get on there and crank on the wheel. Just kind of finesse at least. I don't know if that's how you drive them, but I know that's how you drove the car that I had that uh, Garrett Livingston built. And I don't know if it was just set up that well or if that's how you're supposed to drive them, but it was a lot of fun. And one thing that I kind of regret is we had a 57 Chevy body style, which looked badass. Yeah, it was all black? But yeah, chopped, you know, like murdered out. But when you got the supercharger, which had a big screw blower on it, and a big carbon fiber injector that was like way over the roof, it's kind of hard to see the tree. So how do you see the tree then? You know how like they always have them in car videos at Jaggy where he's like doing this or doing that. Well, those things have a pretty big cage in them. So like, I just caught myself doing this. Do you feel like you have to like you if you're to in me, the... like to me like you always wanted to be in the right lane? Okay, so it's easier to see the tree in the right yes. lane. And at most of those races, I don't know if they still do. They would raise the tree because of the screw cars. So would you find yourself being on one side of the groove to see the tree better? Yeah, yeah, like I told Flynn that. Rob Flynn was the crew chief on that thing. Like, hey, man, like we can't get too far outside because I can't see. So like we need to be oh, that's badass. pretty centered up. But yeah, it's we only ran eighth mile because that's what uh, the screw cars ran. But like pick the front end up and shove, shove it in the high gear and pick it up again. Like, it was fun. I liked it. So how quick did you go? I think the best we ran was like 360 at 212, maybe. Dude. So how fast does that I mean, equate up to quarter mile? Uh, that's like probably 540s. <laughs> in a car with no downforce. Yeah. Like I would never want to go that in a quarter mile on that car. Dude, that is unbelievable. They're awesome, though. But yeah, I after seeing watching those... uh. Radio races, the radio versus the world deal. I want to go, at least go to one if I'm not going to race it. I just want to go take part in one. Yeah, so how do, I wonder how we get tickets for that. I don't know. Oh, and uh, who's the dude that plays for the Eagles? Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox, I think now has a radio versus the world car. Like, he just got a new car. Nikki was telling me about it. Yeah, so what race was he at? He was at a race earlier this year. He was. Charlotte? No, Atlanta, I think. Yeah, maybe, yeah, it was one of those, um... But yeah, I actually got to meet him. Super, super cool dude. But it, it's crazy. I don't know. I mean, heck, the guy just won the dang Super Bowl. You know what I mean? But yeah. but he's over at our pit and checking out the race cars. And I mean, just like thoroughly like enthused by everything that's going on and asking a bunch of questions. I mean, they're again kind of like one of those moments you're like, dude, Fletcher Cox, really? Yeah. Well, one of the baddest dudes in the NFL. Dude, all huge. Ate up with drag racing. Huge. Huge dude. I would, he, he doesn't drive the car though. Well, I yeah, I know, but I'm just I'm envisioning myself like this dude running after me if I had a football. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, I could probably get close to a 4440 with that dude chasing me cuz I'd be running for my life. Right. Yeah, I'd be like 
I don't know. You're going to run that fast. It's either him chasing or the cops or the other. Dude. <laughs> Badass, man. Yeah, those uh those races look like fun. And it's fun just following uh, Duck on Instagram and Facebook, hearing him talk all that smack about everybody. <laughs> the thing I thought was hilarious, uh, what it, I forgot his buddy's name. What's the other guy? But he's the American American made American paid. Oh yeah, yeah. What is that guy's name? Yeah, yeah. They they were talking about the one pro mod guy, dude. Uh, Haney. Haney. Yeah, oh, that was the funniest. Yeah, thing ever. one minute they're making fun of him, the next minute they want him in West Bucks race. Yeah, American made, American paid. <laughs> yeah, like that's, this, that's clever. This is straight like WWF. Yes. like funny stuff. Man. They are like, smart when it comes to promoting races. Yeah, yeah. That that's some good stuff. It keeps it keeps me watching. I mean, I, I right. Like, Link, what are they, they going to say? Linko Jim. Yeah, Linko Jim. Thank you, Britt. Oh, <laughs> uh, Britt, Britt, you coming to Indy? I know. I'll. I'll I'm actually going to see Britt. We got fifty grand to win in Memphis, dude. Here's something. <clears throat> Bracket race. I don't know if this already happened or not, but that Street Outlaw race where they ran for like 250k in Bristol. That already happened. The Street Outlaw guys. Yeah, Richie sent me. A thing a couple weeks ago, those guys were running for like some stupid amount of money. Then I got real pissed because we don't race for that. How the heck are they race for two hundred? I don't know, but when I went to Bristol earlier this year for a media tour before the race to promote the race, they said that they had to turn people away from the track because there was that many people there. We are doing something wrong. What the heck? All so be- that because- that race did happen, Wes. Who won? All because. All because they what are they on Discovery or yeah, Big Chief. I don't know what happened. But once again, I think it was Duck. Something happened where Big Chief lost at one of these races and they let him back in or some shit like that. Like, uh, it's not even real racing. Yeah, I I couldn't even tell you, man. I I don't I don't really I haven't I haven't really watched much of that stuff. They red light on a green light only race. I don't get it. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Brett, Brett Austin. Oh, Lutz was in the final. I've heard that name, Lutz. Yeah, he uh, he does like that drag week stuff with Richie. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, is that is that his car Megalodon? I don't know. Lutz now has a fifty-seven or a fifty-five. It's or, pretty sweet looking. Or is that that Brett Austin's guy? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really actually. I mean, I hadn't really had much of an opportunity to watch. I, I met Big Chief once. Actually, he was he was a really cool guy. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, but uh, I, I think I met. I think maybe I met. I, I did meet Kai Kelly, but um, yeah, I mean they're they're nice guys and stuff. But I just really haven't got into. It's just a different style of racing. I think. I I mean. Yeah, it is. But I mean, I guess it's you know same but different. I don't don't get me started on it. All right, we're let's go back to West West Bucks race, man. We need to go to. West Bucks race. Yeah, so... Denver, at Denver, too. Be- Denver's one of the coolest. Beely ran 580-something in Denver, which I thought was stupid good because he hasn't been running that good all year at sea level. Then he goes there after struggling, runs like 585 or something like that. I think he red-lit in the semis. Like, he was pretty fired up after that, so hopefully he's going on the right track to Indy. But yeah, that was a... I know they have a burnout contest there. Dude, dude, you get you do a burnout in a pro mod, you get going pretty fast. Really? Yeah. So, another thing, back to when I drove that car, we uh, 
you know, with Hoosier tires, like it takes a few runs to break them in. So oh. you don't want to start off on a new set of tires. Correct. Well, we were out of tires and it was during qualifying and Flynn's like, well, we got a new set of tires. I'm like, well, that's fine. I'll just do a longer burnout. Well, I got rolling past 330. I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm going too fast now. <laughs> and I step off it and like it starts rolling over on the suspension. Like I thought I was going to hit the wall. So was it, oh, well, okay. So going back to Charlotte, when we had our Toyota thing and we did those 800 yes. feet burnouts, you were going faster in the pro mod car, you think? I don't know if I was going faster. It's just, I feel like you're with the suspension. Yeah. The, the suspension like fools you and just, you start staring at probably when you shouldn't. Right. I gotcha. Yeah. Like we did in a funny car in Vegas this year. Like I was way more comfortable and in control of that thing. Than I wasn't a pro mod. Like I was nervous. Like saw it on the wheel i thought it was all over just on a burnout well yeah see that was a funny thing when we went to uh to charlotte we did that deal for uh for toyota and we kind of had made a joke about that on all right so we need to go out there do some burnouts and uh we had some people out there watching and so i thought i did a pretty good one i think i went like 600 feet but then you blew me out of the water because you did it right behind me that was the benefit of going second because after you did yours jono comes on the radio he's like i think you can beat that but didn't they tell yeah i think they they got mad because they said that they only got the insurance for like 300 feet (laughs) so they're like don't do a long burnout whatever you do yeah so then i thought i'd be cute and do one for right eighth mile and then you just blew that yeah jen from nhra which she's a little high strung sometimes she's like you better not do that which i thought she said do that like something along those lines like i misunderstood her which either way i was going further than what you did and we did it was fun yeah oh yeah anytime you can do a big burnout and a funny car or drax or you take full advantage of it oh yeah absolutely yeah and i and i know like for us we shorten up a lot of the burnouts uh especially with the hotter track but we try not to get too crazy on them but they they are a lot of fun i'll tell you that a lot of fun yeah we need to bring out the what what does everyone everybody wants us to bring back the big burnouts and the throttle wax. I'm all for that. And I have not done a throttle wax. I've I've been able to do one big burnout. But... You never whacked the throttle? No. Oh, dude. I still jump every time Palmer does it. <laughs> so when I first started driving for Dexter in 2006, like I'd never done it at that point. And they're like, oh, yeah, we hit the throttle. You do it. It's like you got to like kick the pedal as hard as you can, as fast as you can. And I remember one time we did it, and the pin and the pro jack fell out. Oh. <laughs> so the one side of the car was like <laughs> make sure you grab the brake i was like oh man it's all over i mean because a, a top fuel car will rev up to eight thousand, like yeah instant. yeah it's pretty awesome but you gotta like i say you have to make sure like you do it as quick as possible so i mean like, you got as like, much whoop. you got as much brake as you possibly can yep and you just hit the just real quick yep dude that's crazy and that thing jumps off the ground yep <laughs> it's fun i wish we could do it again that's awesome when uh we did the burnout thing at the beginning of the year in vegas Jono whacked a throttle on the warm-up it was fun dude that's crazy it jumped off the ground a little bit you need to have some restraints holding those things down yeah tie strap the car to like have some anchors on the ground or something <laughs> no kidding dang but yeah but that if I were POTUS, I'd say you guys have to whack the throttle and do at least 330 burnouts. At a minimum? Yeah. I think 
that would get entertaining. Dude, I remember as a kid going to Indy and then the Spring Nationals in Columbus, like Force and Scusa would go all the way to a thousand feet. That was when they were running quarter mile. Yeah, I remember that. And you couldn't see anything because there was so much smoke. Right. When I every time I did burnouts in the NHRA drag racing game, I'd do quarter mile burnouts. Yeah. It was way cool. Yeah. We need that game back. Yeah, well, I wonder I wonder what it would take to get like a, a, a good drag racing game back. Because, man, and it, I remember as a kid, I always played it. Like, we had that burnout that we would always play on the computer. That was my favorite version of it, the one on the computer. Right. So they had the uh, burnout PCE, and that was more aimed towards – I mean, well, you could really build anything. But, uh, I mean, you could do eighth mile, quarter mile. You could do top bowl, bottom bowl, pro tree, heads up, bracket racing. So that was always – we always got a lot a good kick out of that, but I mean, yeah, they they had they had a, it was really cool uh, on the computer version of the NHRA game. You could go onto a website and then you'd set up your own races. So there'd be people in like a room at a particular track, and then you would just set up like, okay, the guys that are in the eight quickest cars will go to the race, and somebody sets a ladder up and right. So I remember, you know, Morgan and I, we would Morgan, do we'd stay up all night long and be racing this stuff. But it was always cool because you were always trying to, like, better your time and go yeah. quicker. And, and then you'd, you'd sit there and you get home at school from – or get home from school at 3 o'clock. And you'd, like, go testing for the next three hours. And you're like, oh, yeah, we're going <laughs> to haul – for the night. We're going to haul ass tonight. And then you go in there and these guys, like, crush you and outrun you by six, seven hundreds. And... I've never raced on it before, but I'm pretty sure there's something similar now with racing, Like – I know a lot of my dirt track buddies get on there and race sprint cars. Even Caps gets on there a lot. But that's what they do. Like They go into a track, and I think it's they'll set it up to where only basically people that they want can come in there and race with them. So I don't know why we couldn't do that drag racing. Yeah, that, I think like iRacing comes out to these tracks, and they scan the track, so the track is just the same. And I'm sure they could scan our car or anything like that, just put some kind of sensors on there to make it as close as possible. Well, I mean, heck, we got 100 sensors from Race Pack. Right, exactly. I'm sure we could give some information. Yeah, and you could go on there and tune the thing and what have you. What I couldn't believe is uh what these guys pay for these simulators. Oh yeah, that's that's why we need these uh shootout races so I can pay for something like that. Right. So so, you know, I'm, I I see these NASCAR guys and and uh guys that drive for, you know, Xfinity and and all that stuff and trucks. They all race on the iRacing stuff all the time, and so I, I'm I'm looking at the stuff and I'm messaging these guys like, "Hey man, that's a pretty cool simulator. How much for that thing?" They're like, "Oh, fifteen grand." I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, but uh, they're legit, man. It's like right. It's, it's, Some of them even move. Yeah, but I mean, I think that that would be way cool. It, I mean, think about how cool that would be if you're if you're just get home from work one night and you hop on iRacing and you get a run against a NASCAR driver and you're racing in a yeah. race against Tony Stewart or I don't know, maybe he raced that thing or not. Yeah, he's on there all the time from what I hear. Street right. car racing. Him or Larson or, or... Dude, I follow AJ McCarron on Twitter and like he gets on there and races. He's a quarterback in the NFL. And he gets on. Yes. So yeah, and then like Caps is on there. Right. But I mean... Like think about how how cool that would be if like you had a legit drag racing game like that and like we could race against guys on Wednesday night. Yeah, to me that like that would be 
more uh, legit, fun way to uh, practice your reaction times. Practice your reaction times, interact with all the fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, you beat me on a whole shot, I'll get you tickets for the weekend, bud. Yeah, that's... And there's a good chance of that, because I'm not that good. (laughs) I don't know how that works, though, if, like, the sanctioning body has to get with iRacing or what, but somebody needs to make that happen. Dude, that'd be so awesome. I mean, it's it's legit, and from what I was talking uh, with a couple of the guys, what they say is like the the tuning of of what you have to do, like when you're when you're running those things, like it gets really in depth. Yeah, on chassis setups and and all that. Yeah, I always hear guys talking about, well, they need to get a setup from so and so, like Christopher Bell or Larson or whoever for their sprint car, just because it's that like it's that lifelike. Oh, yeah, that's that's so cool. I, I mean, I'd probably like never leave my house if that was the case. I'd just play all day long. Yeah, why not? I mean, if you ain't drag racing, you're drag racing, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it probably saved me some money because then I wouldn't have to go bracket race every weekend. I could just yeah. But I mean, are you gonna make a hundred k or ten ten k with your yeah? That's true. Simulator, dude. They got yeah. Last weekend they had two ten granders. They got a fifty grander coming up in Memphis next year. They're putting on. There's a five hundred thousand dollar to win race. I mean, every weekend that I'm not racing for fifty grand running funny car, I'm racing for. And you say you just bought another car. Yep. So we got another dragster. So that's three. Yep. <laughs> oh man! If you can't win in one, just win in another one. That's well. We got well, we, what we did. We got we got an, another car, so we're able to do. We can double enter. So, is Bones building a bigger shop? He's going to need to. Sounds like it. So yeah. So, um, but yeah, that way they allow you to double enter in these races, so you can run two cars. So you have double the opportunity to win. I need to come to one of these, dude. We we told you. I know. We got cars for you, bud. I know. When this stuff starts slowing down, that's when I want to come. Well, Les Palm at the end of the year kind of got my attention. Yeah, they well they didn't bring back the full five day, but they brought back the three day. That's enough. Yeah, but beats the hell out of Indiana in November. Yeah, it gets a little chilly. Not not a whole lot to do out here in November. <laughs> no. Yeah, a so. lot of Netflix and chilling. <laughs> or if I had a simulator, dude. If I'm telling you, like that, that's the next ticket, man. We get yeah. we get a drag racing game, get people more interested. People are playing at home. People are playing online. People are playing against. Heck, maybe if I was a kid or just even a fan, and I got to get online and play with a, a professional driver, like that would that would be the ultimate, dude. It'd be awesome. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, I mean it. It bring it bring like a whole cool thing back into it. I think so. And then plus, maybe we can learn some setups. Hopefully someone so out we there. we can go to our crew chiefs. Yes. But, hey, like, hey, on the hey, drag racing hey. game, I would probably put a little more primary weight on the car. Right. It was this hot. The DA was this. Could be onto something there. <laughs> huh. If so, somebody out there listening knows more about this, like, make it happen. Right. Well, yeah. Like, okay, so perfect feeder system, right? So wasn't there a guy that got a ride? Dude, the kid that's driving the car that Jeff Gordon drove. Who's that? Uh, William Byron. Yeah, so wasn't he... I'm pretty uh, sure he... Like, that's how he got his start, was through iRacing. So, some, so like... When, Dale Earnhardt Jr., somebody. 
like saw or gets on there and basically like saw him how good he was. So like he basically was playing a video game and did really good playing online, race against all these other people. I'm almost positive that's how and, it happened. And noticed that and then brought him brought him in. Now he's driving a NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, if that's not like like Matt said, a perfect feeder system. Uh, right? I mean, yeah. You get you you look at potentials, man. I mean, you know, we all we all see that. Like when we look, we look at you know a lot of the sportsman ranks, and and we see we can kind of see the up and coming and and who can drive good, and you can pick up on things. But dude, that 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 would be so cool. You you have a drag racing on the i racing deal, and you start. I mean, hey, maybe find your next crew chief out of there. Maybe find that's your next, true. Yeah, somebody's got a badass setup like could be on to something maybe maybe got your next driver up and coming driver maybe i mean there's possibilities are endless endless here's something i forgot to bring up that we briefly talked about before we started was uh why don't we have a hall of fame why doesn't nhra have a hall of fame that's a great question like we have a museum so i feel like that's the perfect platform for a hall of fame yeah i mean you look at Every other major sport, I mean, you Hall of Fame. Yes. You 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 recognize the people that were that paved the way, that were innovators, that are the best of the best. Correct. And I f- I feel like we we have a lot of those. Oh, I mean, it would take a while, I think, for somebody current to even get in there because there's so many legends that would have to go in first. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, okay, like Redbird said, divisions do. Divisions do, Garlitz has his, and then there's the International Motorsports Hall of Fame or whatever, right? To me, like when you make that, like you've made it because that's all across the board of 100%. racing. Yeah. But like NHRA should have their own Hall of Fame. Uh, I agree 100%. I mean, I, I think that it would, you know, obviously with what Wally started and with the guys that, that paved the way, man. I mean, you start there and you look at the. Uh, you look at the innovators and you look at the, I mean, what Garlitz did and what Muldowney did and, and, you know, paved the way for the, the females and, and Garlitz with all uh, rear engine dragsters. And right. then, I mean, we have the legends tour. I mean, yeah, like there you go. Here's your way to pay them back. I mean, we could do it every year at the winter nationals or world finals. That's when, you know, you have your big ceremony. Dude, that's that's it right there, man. And, and then, okay, maybe you announce at the beginning of the year like your first ballot, and then we recognize them all throughout the season. Correct. Like you have them at certain races or whatever. Absolutely. And then you go to the end of the year and maybe on the Thursday night before. Yeah. I mean, do it right there at the museum, which is walking distance from the track. Absolutely. Yeah, it could be, you know, if you bought a ticket to the race, you get to go to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony dude how cool would that be that would be awesome i mean you get a dude you meet like the guys that got all this going right right yeah no i definitely think that uh having a, a hall of fame i mean in 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 every in every sport and every uh race like major racing sanctions i mean they all that's that's what they have. Right. Like outside of, you know, winning championships, like that's probably your ultimate goal, right? Correct. I would think. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, and, and that's kind of, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand, I think. Um, but I, I think a lot of the people, you know, that, that 
can do what they've done and be able to, that's the ultimate place to be is on, on the hall in the hall of fame. And I mean, you're, you're, you're in the museum, you have your, you know, your own hall of fame section in there. But just like you said, yeah, you, you start out with your first ballot, you introduce that in Pomona in the beginning of the year and, and they, they promote them throughout the year at certain races. Um, and I mean, you know, what great opportunity for, for those guys to be able to go to the races and, and it gives, it gives people hope. It gives people something to shoot for, you know, absolutely. where it's like, you know, because, you know, yeah, I mean, when you, you get to racing and yeah, your, your goal is to win races and then you win races and your goal is to win championships. But once you've reached that, what's the next level? It's getting to the hall of fame. Absolutely. And I mean, once you make to hall of fame, like, that's it. And I think that would be a great opportunity and a great way, uh, for, for a lot of these people that, that got, got all this going to, you know, thank, thank them and give them an opportunity to, you know, show, show how badass these guys really are. Absolutely. I think that'd be, you know, the ultimate way to pay back the legends of our sport for everything they've done and paving the way for guys like us. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, that'd be, Man, that is weird that, you know, when, when you had brought that up and I, I got to thinking about that, it's like, I know that they have some things, um, you know, like you said, Garlitz, uh, has his deal and, but, uh, I think it gets overlooked. I, I definitely do because there's, there's, there's some, some guys that, that come out to the races. I mean, that are, I'd immediately, immediately put them in the hall of fame. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they just walk up like they're, you know average joe yeah no like hanging out dude you should be like getting rode around on a golf cart with securities <laughs> yeah. surrounded you right yeah and they're just kind of walking up like hanging out at the ropes you're like no man come yeah, on in don't even ask just walk <laughs> in here <laughs> yep i'm right there with you yeah so i don't know i don't know how, how how would you how would we even or how would that even get brought up or or yeah i i don't know i wonder if that's even been considered that's something that we seriously should ask POTUS about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we got we got an agenda for the week. I That's like right. it. And like I said, we might not be done for the week. Yeah. Well, we, we still have uh, other shows to do. We still have people to bring on, people to talk to, questions to ask. Maybe we can get uh, some media credentials. <laughs> Go in, talk to the winners, talk to the... Maybe we could talk to ourselves. We'll ask ourselves. I'm, maybe I'll ask you questions when you win. That's a great idea, vice versa. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, yeah, we got to ask what the average media won't ask. I think sometimes people are scared to ask certain Because they can't publish the stuff. Yeah. We can say whatever. We have the little explicit thing on our uh, iTunes page. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so we're allowed to. So what can we say? What can't we say? I don't know. Probably don't drop to me F-bombs, but whatever. All right. Well, yeah, we didn't plan on doing that anyways, but you never know when we get on some rants. Yeah, or you have a couple cocktails, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to promise that Buck and Jano aren't going to say any swear words. There could be a possibility of that. Right. I don't... I, I, I Now, how long did they do that? They were on Competition Plus uh, for a little bit. They did a couple well, episodes. Well, like they, did they? It on, they did it on their own. And I think oh, okay. it got like the Coletta account. Oh, okay, okay, that's what it was. I'm yeah, sorry. they did it for a year or two. Then for whatever reason, they quit. 
But they've been asking ever since we started this if they could come on here. So they must have the urge to kind of come back. So they got some stories. That's what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So we'll get them on here. Perfect. Perfect. All right. That's all I got for today. Yeah, man. I I think, uh, dude, I think we got some cool stuff for the week. So make sure uh, everybody tune in. Yeah, we'll send get, in send in who you think or who you would like for us to talk to and what sh- what we should talk about, and who knows, maybe we'll go with it. Yeah, yeah, dude, we'll we'll go with whatever you guys want to, whatever you guys want to ask, whatever you guys, uh, whoever you want us to talk to, we'll uh, we'll try to get some stuff set up at the track, maybe potentially, yeah. um, weather permitting. I mean, if the weather goes, uh, yeah, haywire, even yeah, if the weather is bad, then perfect time for a show we might just go spur of the moment right yeah so we might not be able to give a big warning of when we're going to do it at the track if so, we do it yeah make sure to uh stay tuned then absolutely so all right yeah so i'm saying saturday sunday you never know another show coming at you be ready <laughs> all right peace out all right thanks guys <laughs>